The San Francisco Mime Troupe presents Tales of the Resistance, four series of original political comedy audio plays presented as podcasts and audio shows on stations across the country by the never-ever-silent, always-radical, and confusingly named San Francisco Mime Troupe. We have presented Jade for Hire, Novice Nurse Susie Terse, Fear of the Dark, and Dimension 2020. But now... Part one of the final episode, the beginning of the end. But first, this message from our sponsor. You're a risk taker, a thrill seeker, ready to take on this world and others. Here at Expat, you're our kind of people. We're the only company to help U.S. citizens seek refuge in other countries and even other planets. Is there life on Mars? We're not sure. We haven't been able to contact the ship for a while now. Nevertheless, we're still boldly going where no one has gone before. You're concerned about sea level rise, about global warming, fires, and floods. What if you could go to the one place where none of that mattered? What if you could live on an island paradise all year long? Introducing Expat Aquamarine. That's right. We're building an interconnected network of livable luxury rafts, all made out of recycled plastic from the Pacific Garbage Patch. In the international waters of the Pacific Ocean, you can do as you please and live carefree. Do you want to live in a country at war with itself? No! You want a private cabana, catered meals, and access to our public gardens. The expat aquamarine archipelago is right next to Jamazon trade routes, so you'll have whatever you need when you need it. Lounge on the beach, hang out with celebrities, and still get business done with our top-tier satellite uplink. And best of all, we have no pesky regulations to get in our way, so we can build the society you want. That means paying no U.S. taxes. Expat Aquamarine. The sea is calling. You should answer, because there's nowhere else to go. friends, and welcome to The Abyss. Well, it looks like ex-cop Primo has gotten himself into quite a spot. He escaped the jail cell, but now he's got to rescue his new friend, Amangla. Poor Primo. On the run from his brothers in blue, trying to save a girl who was black and a red. All the colors Primo had delusions about. Maybe he should have been focusing more on the truth, and not on the pigments of his imagination. (laughs) At least the ghost of his father helped him figure out why he has such a fear of the dark. Where you cops taking me? Don't worry. We got plans for you. Right, boys? That's right, Captain. Don't call me Captain. Sorry. Remember, I'm just a regular guy uh, in regular American clothes with my regular American friends going to a protest. Where you might have to crack an un-American protester's head. Exactly. Let me go. Oh, we'll let you go, all right. As soon as we get to the protest. See, we need someone to be an example of what happens to all the brothers and sisters when you get out of order. And for your comrades, well, 
Doesn't Antifa need a martyr? No! Zip tie her hands and put her in the trunk. You pigs! You can't do this! Let me... Come on, boys. Damn it! What do I do? Remo... Dad? Remember what the captain said to you? He said... They're taking her to the protest! Primo! What? You have a car! Oh, right! Thanks, Tatai. Don't mention it. Okay, Captain, we're here. Don't call me Captain! Sorry! Okay. Let's, uh, mingle a little. When the time is right, we get her out, put a gun in her hand, make it look like she's attacking us, and we got us some justifiable homicide. Won't the press know it's a lie? The press will print any lie about violent Black Lives Matter or Antifa protests, even if they know it's fake, just so they could say they're being balanced when they report all the actual violence we're doing. Now let's move out. Amandla, can you hear me? They're gone. I'm going to find a way to get you out of this trunk. Just hold on. Amandla. Primo, what are you doing here? I came to help you. How did you open the trunk from the inside? There's an escape latch in the trunk of every car made since 2001. You didn't know that? I thought you were a cop. How did you get out of the zip ties? I got half a razor blade sewn into the back of my belt for situations like this. Now let's get out of here before... Hey, she got out! Captain! Don't call me Captain! Sorry, should we shoot them? Oh, rubber bullets. Come on. Ow! My leg! Get up! I can't. They're coming! Uh, Leave me. Primo! Hey, are you alright? Who are you? I'm a nurse. Novice nurse Susie Terse, the tell-it-like-it-is healthcare worker. After escaping the clutches of evil Dr. Janice, Nurse Susie and ambulance driver Sparks were rushing the precious vial of blood back to City Hospital. We're rushing a vial of blood back to City Hospital. Blood that might spell the end of COVID-19. COVID-19? COVID-19! The pandemic that had brought the world to its knees. We've got to get you in the ambulance. Where do you think you're going? This man is injured. They're under arrest. Arrest? But you don't look like police officers. Well, the captain said... Shut up! No, we're not police officers. We're just regular Americans. Then you can't arrest anyone. Now get out of our way. But you can't take them! Yes, I can. You can't just say that. I just said it. But hey, regular Americans, don't look now, but there's a whole bunch of other Americans heading this way. Sergeant? Captain? Don't call me Captain! But you called me Sergeant! Shut up, shut up, shut up! Just move out! Come on, Susie. We're holding up traffic. Okay, Sparks. 
And so, Susie, Sparks, and their new friend, Amandla... Amandla? That means power! ...loaded Primo into good old Ambulance 57, but... But what was Primo going to do? Now that it was crystal clear to him that all these years when his brother officers said justice, they'd always meant just them. I never thought I'd get shot by the cops. So those were cops? Out of uniform and out looking for trouble. Uh, It wasn't always like this. Yeah, it was. You just didn't want to see it. Y'all cops are just power-crazy security guards, and this whole country is just one big shopping mall. And if the rest of us don't look right or dress right, or if we ask why all the shops got to be all racist and sexist and classist, and why the salespeople got to make minimum wage working for billion-dollar companies, and if we say we should take over this whole damn mall and make it into a big co-op, A co-op? Where all the workers benefit instead of just the billionaires at the top. That's when the owners of the mall tell y'all mall cops to crack our heads and kick us out. Wow, a national co-op with health care for all. I wasn't just a mall cop. Wait a minute. Weren't you at the protest earlier? Just for a few minutes. I was on my way to Crosstown Labs and... Hey, he's the guy who got tear gassed. And now it's rubber bullets? I'm having a bad day. What happened? Well... After we left the protest, Amandla took me through the graveyard. Graveyard? Then I started hearing voices. Voices? And then I was surrounded by all these ghosts. Ghosts? Sparks, look out! What? That cab, it just pulled into the street! Oh no! Well, it looks like Primo's day has gone from bad to... Nurse Susie Terse. But what's going to happen? Will Sparks and Susie get the blood to the hospital? Will Primo be all right? Will Amanla ever establish an equitable workers' state? We'll find out after this message. If you or a loved one has suffered from injury, death, or permanent disabling because of experimental pharmaceutical treatment, unnecessary COVID-19 exposure, or over-squeezing by a hug-me-human-touch-replacement robot, you may be entitled to compensation. Were you or a loved one a resident of the Palm Senior Community in 2020? Then call the law offices of Rodriguez and Chan. When I lost my job, I couldn't afford my mom's high-end retirement community anymore. I thought the palms would be a good deal, but I didn't read the fine print. They tested drugs on her. You may be able to get contracts from the palms invalidated. I don't have my mom anymore, but I do have a fair settlement, thanks to the law offices of Rodriguez and Chan. Were you or a loved one part of the Hugley Massacre of September 2020? You may be entitled to payment for emotional damages. When my home was burglarized, I thought I would be safer at the Palms. The Hugby robots were supposed to help us, but they would hug and hug and not let go. Uh, I have three broken ribs and a punctured lung. But the law offices of Rodriguez and Chan got me paid. The Palms Inc. has been found to be criminally negligent. All my friends are dead. You don't need to suffer in silence because the law offices of Rodriguez and Chan are here for you and here for justice. Call 1-800-ELDERLY. That's 1-800-ELDERLY. We don't get paid until the Palms pays you. (laughs) 
We'd stopped at the kind of crazy angle a cab always comes to when it's wrapped around a telephone pole. Half turned, half off the ground, and as awkwardly placed as an intelligent black man at a Trump rally. And just as uncomfortable. Are you okay? A little bruised, but I'll live. How about you, Red? I think I'm... Wait, what's this wet stuff? I guess I got some oil on me? That, my friend, is blood. Blood? Specifically, your blood. You got a nasty cut on your forehead. My blood? Oh. At which point Red turned whiter than a Republican fundraiser. I don't feel so good. Hey, you two okay? I'm all right, but my friend here got a knock on the head. I'll take care of her. I'm a nurse. Nurse Susie Terse! What happened? You came out of that side street. We swerved to miss you, but you hit this telephone pole. Come on, let's get your friend into the ambulance, mister. Jade. Derek Jade. It's my fault. I told Red to hurry. I got a story that'll blow the lid off the whole anti-union racket at Jamazon.com. Racket? How they're threatening the workers, firing the organizers. Why would they do that? The way I figure it, they want to keep their costs down until they've killed all their competition. Then they can charge the customers whatever they want and pay their workers almost nothing. It's the same with healthcare. It's all about keeping the workers too afraid to demand better conditions, too scared they'll lose their health coverage so the corporations can treat them like indentured servants. Indentured servants? Indentured servants! That's the real reason we don't have national health care. National health care? National health care! The nurse sounded pretty upset. Like when you realize that all the tear gas in your eyes was paid for with your tax dollars. Yes! That's exactly how I feel. I said that out loud. He does that a lot. Red! You feeling better? I'm okay. But all that blood... What can I say? I'm a bleeder. That's why they call me Red. I thought it was your politics. It's a multi-purpose nickname. All this talk about corruption. You don't know the half of it. Those cops back there, they're just a bunch of thugs. Hey, wait a minute. Don't I know you? I wondered when you would recognize me. Aren't you that bartender? I know, I know. The racist bartender who didn't have time for your questions. And aren't you an ex-cop? Yes, and I thought I was a good one. But tonight I realized, you know why all these right-wing goons don't get arrested? Because cops don't like arresting cops. You're just realizing this. I heard it directly from the captain's mouth. I gotta tell someone. I wish there was someone we could tell about Dr. Janice. About people being kept sick and desperate so they can be controlled. Well, me and Red were on our way to talk to a friend of mine at City Newspaper. City City Newspaper? (laughs) Are those still around? Just barely. What do you think, Susie? City Newspaper is in the opposite direction as City Hospital. I know, Sparks, but is telling this story about profit-driven medical madness more important than a cure for COVID-19? COVID-19? COVID-19! Well, we could just put the blood sample back in the cooler, go to the newspaper first, tell the story, then go to the hospital. But what about our patients? I'm fine. The hospital can wait. Are you sure? The important thing is letting the people know the truth. Okay, then. Sparks, get us the city newspaper. 
And so Sparks pulled old number 57 around and sped off toward the city newspaper building where Susie could tell her story of greed and manipulation. But was Primo really going to cross the thin blue line to tell the truth about fat blue lies? We pulled up in front of the city newspaper building. It was after hours, and the building was closed tighter than an underfunded post office. But there was a security guard on duty. Can I help you? Well, I could use a hand exposing the corporate government partnership that is grinding us under its boot of fascistic oppression. Grinding us under the... Wait, is that... Primo? Hey, Kirby! Haven't seen you since you left the force. What are you doing here? My friend here says he has a friend upstairs. The name is Jade. Derek Jade. You're Derek Jade? That's what he said. Well, why didn't you say so? My buddy Joe, the security guard over at Jamazon, called and said I should let you in. I don't know if anyone is still up in the offices, but you're welcome to check. Thanks, Kirby. What are we going to tell them when we get up there? Everything. If we spill it all, they got to at least print some of it. You think it'll make a difference? The election is coming up soon. Maybe if we can get enough people to pay attention, to listen... 14th floor. Looks empty. It can't be. The press never sleeps. Maybe not. But sometimes they take pretty long naps. Is anyone here? Yes, of course. Where are you? On the intercom. Please wait at the door of the inner office. Have I got a story for you? About the real reason we don't have national health care. National health care? National health care! I got a story about greed and corruption, and a rich guy balder than the lies at a presidential press conference. Chip Bonzo? That's the guy! I know him. My story is about a realization. All those years thinking I was a good cop. Supporting a system set up to bring out the worst in people even if they didn't start that way. I see now that cops aren't part of the problem. They are the problem. A cab. Sorry, mine's wrecked. What? Because I drive a cab. Get it? Red. Oh. Sorry. All of your stories are very upsetting. Please come into the office. I don't see you. I'm here. Where? Everywhere. At every desk, on every computer, in every tablet. I'm the new software that has been installed to run city newspaper more efficiently, to weed out stories that might upset our readers. My job is to know our subscribers better than they know themselves and give them only the articles and report on stories that my algorithm says they already agree with. Stories that make them feel good about themselves and good about America. Who... who are you? My name is Clia. Well, this is a predicament. What will become of our brave heroes? Will they escape this new, unexpected threat? Or will the heartless corporate system crush them? Will freedom and equality win the day? Or will they all fall into the abyss? I guess we'll just have to wait and see in the thrilling conclusion of... Tales of the Resistance! And now, a public service presentation. He's here again, Principal Johnson. Thank you, Miss Larkin. Principal Johnson, I got a bone to pick with you. 
Whoa, that's no way to start a conversation. What's all this about? You said all us kids should look out for our friends. Well, that's what good friends do. Well, that's what I've been doing, but my teacher said I shouldn't. Well, it does depend on the situation. Me and some of the guys were playing, and there was this new kid, and he was kind of scary. What did he do? Nothing really, but you know, he wasn't one of us. Anyway, some of the guys, somehow he got hurt. Just a little bit. I see. He told the teacher who did it, but they said they didn't. And you know the truth. I gotta stick up for my friends, right? Oh, I understand, Jimmy. You and your friends are just like the police. The police? Golly. They do that kind of thing all the time. They do? Now, sometimes the police beat people up and lie about it because they're ordered to. Sometimes it's just pathologically violent. Patho what? But mostly it's because they're scared. Scared? But I thought police officers were brave. That's what a lot of people think, Jimmy. But actually, police officers are trained to be almost insanely afraid of anyone who's not a cop and to think that everyone, especially black people, are out to kill them. Golly, they're trained to be scared? Like all Americans, they're taught to be violently afraid of black people from when they're just little kids, like you. Gosh. Hey, I know. Let's play a game. Cops and robbers? No, Jimmy. More like cops and black people. That's a weird name for a game. And since you're wearing a blue jacket, you can be the cop. Yay! And I'll be a black guy. Okay. But first, I'll be Mr. American Culture, telling you that black people are always mad. Why would you say that? Well, for hundreds of years, most black people in the United States were slaves, even after the Civil War that theoretically freed them. Theoretically? For a lot of white people, thinking they're better than black people is all they have. Why? Well, Jimmy, it's like the rich people hypnotized them. Hypnotize? Golly! Golly is right. And rather than organizing to overthrow the system that keeps the working class fighting amongst itself, some white people were hypnotized into thinking the most important thing was protecting their imaginary superiority. Wow! And for the past 160 years, some of them have done every terrible thing you can think of to black people. Jerks! And so now they think black people want revenge for 400 years of violent oppression. Why would they think that? Because that's what they would want if it happened to them. Do black people want revenge? Well, the important thing is to make white people think they do. So, to keep them afraid, Mr. American Culture always shows you angry black people. Like on TV. On drugs and with guns, even if they're supposed to be the good guys. Like in the movies. And criminals out to get you. Like on the news. Okay, so now I'm your teacher at the police academy. Attention! Yes, sir! The city is full of black people who hate you. Really? Because you're a cop, they hate you more than anything else. Oh, no. And sometimes you're alone on a dark street. Gee. With these big black thugs all around, everywhere. Principal Johnson? Behind every corner, behind every door. I'm getting scared. They want to kill you. Who, me? And suddenly, behind you is... What? A black guy. Ah! Well, aren't you going to shoot me? No. Why not? You can get away with it. You're a cop. Just tell people I had a gun or a knife, even if I didn't. They'll believe you. I shouldn't just shoot people because I'm scared. Or you could arrest me, then beat me up in your car or down at the station. But you didn't do anything. But what if some other cop beat up a black guy, or anyone, and asked you to lie for them? I don't wanna. And that, Jimmy, is why you could never be a cop. Because I wouldn't be mean or lie about other cops who were mean? Because you aren't a bully and wouldn't put loyalty to bad cops ahead of doing the right thing. But gee, Principal Johnson, couldn't I be one of the cops who aren't bullies? Don't lie, but just don't say anything? <laughs> You'd still be just as bad, Jimmy. Because not speaking out lets bad cops keep right on being bad. 
Like I kind of did with that kid and my friends. That's right. Golly, aren't there any good cops? Sure there are. Yay! But normally they get fired if they don't protect the cops who are violent racists, sexists, homophobes. Homophobes? That's a talk for another day, Jimmy. Well, Principal Johnson, I sure learned a lot. On TV and in the movies, cops are mostly heroes. But in real life, it seems to me... Like, maybe all cops are bad. Tardy to the idea they're not an occupying army surrounded by the enemy? No, I was going to say all cops are bad. Tardy to the realization that their deepest devotion should be to civil rights, not to a code that protects criminals wearing police uniforms? No, all cops are Bastardizations of the idea of honorably protecting and serving their communities? You're not going to let me say it, are you? Not unless you want detention. Well, I guess I better get back to class and tell my teacher what happened. I guess you better. But you know what, Principal Johnson? What, Jimmy? Some things are worth detention. What do you mean? I mean, all cops are... The Beginning of the End was written by Michael Jean Sullivan and directed by Valina Brown. Commercials written by Marie Cartier. Music and lyrics by Daniel Savio. Music production by Dred Scott. Woodwinds by Dylan Jennings. Brass by Deborah Del Mastro. Audio engineering and sound design by Taylor Gonzalez. And featured Brian Rivera, Valina Brown, Lisa Hori Garcia, Keiko Shimosato Carrero, Michael Jean Sullivan, Lizzie Calagero, Cassie Grilli, Andre Amaratico, Marie Cartier, Marissa Ellison, Jillian Eichenberger, and Michael J. Asbury as the Gravekeeper. Little Jimmy's Revelation was written by Michael Jean Sullivan, directed by Valina Brown, and featured Valina Brown, Michael Jean Sullivan, and Ellen Callis as Little Jimmy. And make sure to stay tuned for the thrilling conclusion of Tales of the Resistance. The end of the beginning. The San Francisco Mime Troupe proudly presents Seeing Red, a time-traveling musical. Seeing Red. you to join Bob, a present-day Trump supporter who travels back in time to 1912 and discovers a hidden chapter of American history that changes her forever. Seeing Red comes with a handy teacher's guide for use in the classroom and is available at www.sfmt.org. the San Francisco Mime Troupe, and for the past 60 years, we have been doing political musical comedies for anybody who will listen. The Mime Troupe is a worker-run, multi-ethnic, multi-generational collective of activist artists committed to overthrowing capitalism one musical comedy at a time. And one of these days, we will get it right. Each summer, we tour our shows at a price every member of the working class can afford. Free. But with theaters and parks closed, protesters in the streets, tear gas in the air, and what could be America's last election looming on the horizon, 
the Mime Troupe needed to make sure our message of art, activism, and revolution was part of the resistance. And nothing says revolutionary fervor like radio plays. And for those wondering how a radical theater can survive these capitalist times, it's because of you. The Mime Troupe doesn't take corporate sponsorship. You'll never see the AT&T or Comcast Mime Troupe. How could we show the hypocrisies of capitalism if we were in bed with the capitalists? So instead, we are in bed with you, our fellow workers. Let's snuggle. And after that, you can support the troupe by visiting our website, sfmt.org. Thank you to the San Francisco Arts Commission, SF Grants for the Arts, California Arts Council, USPPP, the Flyshacker Foundation, the Bernard Osher Foundation, the Zellerbach Family Foundation, the Don Stevens and Nicole Bellotti Laugh and Love Fund, this public radio station, and listeners like you. 